Erev Tov, good evening. So the subject of tonight is, does God need our prayer? Is Hashem need our prayer? For who are we praying? Are we praying for God, for Hashem? He needs it. Or are we praying for us? What we will learn today, it's based on a lot of different texts, of the parasha, of a lot of different philosophers. And we'll discuss about it. We'll see how it is in the halakha, in the Jewish law, in the Jewish philosophy, through the generations. And it will be connected with the parasha of this week. That is the parasha of Vayetze. So just in a few, uh, in a few sentences, what is about the parasha of Vayetze? It's the story of Yaakov, the third of our patriarch, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Yaakov, in the beginning of the parasha, he runs away out of the house of his parents because his brother Esav, his twin brother that was the older, wants to kill him. Why? Because Esav, that was the firstborn, was supposed to have a special blessing, the blessing of the firstborn. But in the beginning of previous parasha, he sold it. He sold the, this blessing to Yaakov, to his younger brother, in exchange of a, of, a, of a plate of some food. So when came the moment of the blessing, Yaakov went in. From Yitzhak to get the blessing, his mother, Rivka, pushed him. When Esav knew about it, that Yaakov already took the blessing, he wanted to kill him, so Yaakov runs away. He goes out of Be'er Sheva. You know, we all know Be'er Sheva in the south of Israel. So he goes from there, and he goes to Haran. Haran is today in Turkey, next to the Syrian uh, border. And there there is his uncle, Lavan, the brother of his mother, Rivka's brother, Lavan, that lives and in our parasha, Yaakov will find here, there, his wife. And it's a long story. He wanted to marry Rachel, the younger daughter of Lavan. And Lavan gave him Leah. And in this parasha, he's having 11 sons and one girl, Dina. And later, he will have the number 12 son that will be the 12th tribe of Israel. And at the end of the parasha, Yaakov leaves the house of Lavan and goes back to the direction of the house of his parents. In the beginning of the parasha, we're saying that Yaakov made a prayer. And we'll see that in the, in the text today. So the prayer of Yaakov, of our parasha, will be the connection between the subject of the parasha and the subject of today. The question that we will begin with, it's a question that it, uh, if I will ask it, we will say, ooh, the rabbi is asking such a question. <laughs> but this question is already written in the text before. And I will tell you the question before we see it in the text. The question is like this. In the prayer, why do we pray to God? Everyone already prayed to Hashem. It can be for a few different reasons. Something that we need, we were in a difficult time. So inside of us we said, please Hashem, help me. Maybe it was, number two, to thank Hashem. Something very good happened to us. And one said to Hashem, thank you, just to speak to Him. And number three, to praise Him. Praise Him means not about something that happened with me, but something beautiful. I'm on top of a mountain, and I see this beautiful view, and I say, wow, Hashem, what a beautiful world you created. So each one has his different moment that he prayed to Hashem. Now, what is the need and the mitzvah, the commandment, that Hashem asks us that we should pray to Him? You know, when you ask something to someone, there is a difference if you will ask Him nice, if you will not ask Him nice. If you will praise him, you will make him happy. If you thank him, if not, you will have an effect on the one to who you're talking. But Hashem is unlimited. So are we affecting him by our prayer? This question 
is asked in a Jewish philosopher from a long time. And today we will begin with a text in the page that we have in front of us, that the page 124, and I invite you to take this page. It's a page about a very great Jewish philosopher. His name was Rabbi Yosef Albu. <laughs> in the family, there is the name Yosef, correct? It's probably a name in, of, the, of, the, of the family. And here there is a little history about Rabbi Yosef Albu. He was in the 14th, 15th century. He wrote in Spain, in Spain, he wrote a very famous book called Sefer Aikarim, where in this book he explained about three of the pillars of Judaism, of the principle of faith. Three of them, he developed them in his book. The idea, the, the existence of God, it's a whole discussion about Hashem. Two, that the Torah comes from Sinai. The Torah, it's true, it comes from the Mount Sinai. No one made it up, so there is a whole discussion in his book. And three, that Hashem punished and gave reward. And that's already a very big subject that we don't always see it in the open eyes, but this is a part of the principle of Judaism that in a certain way, and at the end of the day, Hashem gives rewards to whoever deserves it. And I will read the text. Uh, in Hebrew, I will give my own translation. Here there is a, another translation if anyone that wants to, to follow. And I will read it in Hebrew. Text one. People, sometimes, they may have a doubt about the prayer. What is the difference? What I will ask if Hashem made a decree and He decided, He had a plan of what will happen. So this is the plan that will happen by God. If He decides, God forbid, that it will be something difficult that will happen. What will help to pray? If there is already a decree, what will the tefillah change? Do we think that we are able to affect God's will? How little we are and how great He is, we're going to change His decisions? So they are asking, and he's asking in his book this question, and we'll discuss about what is a, his answer about it. So people are asking, what is the utility of the prayer? Are we going to change God's plan? And we see that, no, God has a plan. Someone can pray, and not, it's always, uh, it's, uh, always happening. We say this... Uh, it's a little story, but I say in a, in a, in a ironical note that there was a, one a reporter from CNN came to Jerusalem and she heard that there is at the Western Wall, there is a, a man that comes every morning, five in the morning, and he prays there. He prayed there, already he's doing that for 50 years. So she said, I want to interview him. She goes very early, she sees this old man coming and standing and praying. After he finishes, he go out, and uh, she asked him, you just made your prayer? He said, yes. For how long are you doing it? He said, I'm coming for 50 years, every morning, five in the morning, and I pray. So she asked him, why are you praying for? I said, I pray that she'll be peace in this land. She'll be peace between Jews and the neighbors, and she'll be harmony, and our children shall grow in a safe place. So she asked him, do you feel that uh, your prayer is being fulfilled? So he said, I feel like I'm speaking to a wall. 
<laughs> we'll discuss about it in a more serious way. <laughs> but uh, not necessarily what we're asking in the tefillah. It's happening. Someone knows you can pray for Hashem. He asks something for Hashem. And we pray sincerely. And then what happens is what Hashem decides. So the question is the question of the text. We will discuss about it. But I will emphasize the question with two other texts. Text number two is a text that is in the beginning of the prayer. It's in uh, all the books of prayers. Before we begin the prayer with the Minyan Hodu, there is some text that we read before. One of the texts is from Akedat Yitzchak. We read the story of Abraham brought his son Yitzchak. And after that, there is a text that is from the Tanad Veliaut, a very old text. Here they bring an English translation from the Siddur Tilat Hashem, but the text is the same in every Siddur. And the text too said like this, we are saying to Hashem, everyone that is strong, it's nothing for Hashem. It doesn't consider someone that is strong more powerful than someone that is weak. People that are famous doesn't have a signification for God. Sages, their knowledge, what is it in front of Hashem? Everything in front of Hashem is like heaven, like a breeze, like a, like a wind. And what is the difference between a human and an animal? What, what I'm trying to say is like this. We give it a simple example. But uh, for someone that has uh, that have million, one cent and two cents will not be a big difference. But it will be a difference. But someone doesn't exist in the material world, but that is infinite. So one or two, it's the same. Akadosh Baruch who got himself... It's infinite in his level. In, so what is he changing this one or that one? This one's a little bit better. That one's a little bit more wrong. It's a, it's a question. We will go, we will advance and we'll explain that there is a difference. But the, this is a text from the Tefillah. And this is expressed in a very strong way in Iyov, in the text of Iyov. We have it here, text number three. That Iyov asked to Hashem, Im tzadakta, if to do something right, matitenlo, what will you give to him? What can he take from you? That means, can you do something that Hashem said, Ah, you gave me something. You bring me something new. To any human being, you can make him feel good. You can make him happy. You can tell him a nice word. And you will change a little bit his feeling. You can give him some importance. You can offer him something or in any way. But by Hashem, what can a human being do that will have any effect on HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he has no limit? So this is the, the, the question. The question is, what is the purpose of the, of the tefillah? And um, before continue, to continue, I will go a, a little bit deeper in that. You know, there is a, 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 a word in, in Yiddish that it said, we, we call it nudj. A nudj is someone that asks and asks and asks and asks and asks again the same thing. You know, when someone comes and asks you one thing one time, it's good. But when he comes again... He has to do the same thing. And again, say... I'm talking about my wife. <laughs> How many times can we ask exactly the same thing? It's, now... It's nudnik. Nudnik, a nudnik. Nudnik, nudnik. Exactly, a nudnik, a nudnik. We use it in, in modern Hebrew. There is a very famous book on sale in almost the library. Is the Jewish book of why. Of why. Yeah. So to ask and to ask. ask now imagine like this. Imagine that your child come and he asks you something and he prepare a text for half hour to ask you something. He said, look, I will think about it. Then he comes a few hours after, 
And he asked you again the same thing. And then he came in the evening and he asked you the same, the same thing. And he come the next day. He said, how many times can we, can we all ask the same thing? Now, what's happening in the Tfilah? In the Tfilah, there is a whole text that is fixed. A fixed text. And in the morning, we come. Shacharit prayer, morning prayer. And we come to Hashem and said, look, we're asking you... Give us some wisdom. Rafaenu, bring us a good health. Barechalenu, give us parnasa what to live with. No, we have a whole uh, text of prayer of what we ask him. Now we pass a few hours. We come. We come in the afternoon. Tfilat mincha, and we come again, and we and we say ask the same thing from Hashem, and then comes Arvit in the evening, and we ask the same thing. We said the story that there was once a person. That was making studies. I say, what? Say, please, please come in. There was a, there was a. There was a, a person that was making studies about uh, Jewish prayers. He was very curious, and he wanted to know how many times a day are Jewish people praying. So he went to the Jewish neighborhood and he saw a first Jew. He asked him, tell me, how many times a day are the Jewish people praying? So he told him, the one answered him, three times. Three times? He went, he went, he continued thinking. He said, maybe I'll ask a second person to make sure that it, the first one gave me the right answer. He go to the second person. He said, Amen, to the second Jew that he finds in the streets, how many times a day are Jewish people praying? So the second one told him, four times. So he said, one second, the first one told me three times, now four times. So he continued to walk in the street, and he met again a Jew. He said, tell me, how many times a day are Jewish people asking from God? So the third one tells him, five times. So he got totally lost. So he said, I have to go to the rabbi. He goes to the rabbi, he said, look, rabbi, I have to ask you something. I don't know if all the people here are telling the truth, but I asked them how many times a day they're praying. One tell me three, one tell me four, one tell me five. So the rabbi gave the typical rabbi answer. All answers are right. <laughs> no one was lying. They were all telling you the truth. I will tell you. And I will tell you, the rabbi said, I will explain you. The first one is coming to the synagogue every day. So you see that every day we bring shacharit, mincha avit, morning, afternoon, evening. The second one, it comes only on the Shabbat. And on the Shabbat, it comes all the prayer. But on the Shabbat, there is one extra prayer that's called Musaf. There is a second Amidah that we do after reading the Torah. And therefore, there is four. The third one that you meet, it comes only on Yom Kippur. But on Yom Kippur, he say the full day, and he see that on Yom Kippur, there is five prayers. So each one was saying the, the truth. Now imagine someone that prays three times a day, and asks for Hashem the same thing, three times a day, the same text, the Amidah is the same. Every day in the week. How many times can we ask the same thing? Now, why are, you praying three, why are we praying three times a day? Well, we cannot say we pray whatever we feel. Or we pray once a day. Where is it coming from, the three prayers? The three prayers, the roots of the two, three prayers are from Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. The, the, the three prayers, they are from Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. 
Abraham, he made a prayer to God. And it was the prayer of Shacharit, the morning prayer. And it, the text, when we see that Abraham prayed, it was in the morning. Yitzchak made the afternoon prayer, and Yaakov the evening prayer. So this why there is Shacharit, Mincharavit. Where did Yaakov make the evening prayer? It's in our parasha. At the text, at the page one, page 126, I will read it in the beginning of our parasha. Vayetzei Yaakov in Be'er Shava, Vayelech Harana. Yaakov went out from Be'er Shava, as we said. He went to Haran. Vayifga Bamakom. These two words are very important. He stopped into a place. Vayifga means he met a place. Vayal and Shami slept there. Kiva Hashemesh, it was the evening. Vayikach Mavna Hamakom, he took the stones. He put around his head, it was the night, he wanted to protect himself from the wild animals. When he slept there, and then when he wake up, he said he had a dream during the night first. He saw this famous ladder with the angels going up and down, and God said, I will be with you, and you have to know that's a very special place. He said, it's the door of the heaven, it was the place of the holy temple. And what means Vayivga Bamakom? We said that he arrived to a place. But in the text, Vayivga also means praying. He prayed when he arrived to this place. It was the evening. Where do we see that Vayivga in Hebrew means praying? We have it in the text number five. Ve'ata, it's a text from Yirmiyahu. Al titpalel ba'adam azeh ve'al tsa ba'adam rina utfila ve'al tifga bi. It's Hashem, God, that's saying to Yirmiya, the prophet, don't pray for the Am Israel. Now they are in sins. They're making wrong things. But the word that he's saying, don't ask me, don't pray to me, he say, ve'al tifga. The same word that we use by Yaakov, ve'yivga. And from this, Rashi on the Pasuk, we have it in the text number six, he's saying about Yaakov Avinu, ve'rabotenu pirshu, and our sages explain, what means Vayivga that Yaakov arrived to this place? Lashon Tfila. It comes from prayer. Making reference to the Pasuk of Yirmiyahu. Velamanu, and from here we learn Shetiken Tfilat Arvit. That Yaakov is the one that made the Arvit prayer. And on the text number seven, we have all the prayers. It's from the Gemara, from the Talmud. So now we're even going into some parts of the Talmud at the page 128. Who said that? It, it's a God that said that to the prophet Yirmiyahu in a certain time that Jews were serving idols and he told them now it's not the moment for praying. But the word that it used to say prayer is the word of Ayivga and from here we learn that Yaakov established the prayer. And in the Talmud there is a long uh, discussion about it. It's a Talmud in Marabrachot in the first one tractless and we even uh, learned it here. It's text number seven. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina Amar. Rabbi Yossi said, Tzfilot avot tiknum, the Tzfilot were established by our forefathers. Tanya kavate da Rabbi Yossi b'Rabbi Hanina, Avraham tiken Tzfilat Shacharit, Avraham made the morning prayer. Yitzchak tiken Tzfilat Mincha, Yitzchak made the afternoon prayer. Yaakov tiken Tzfilat Arvit, Yaakov made the evening prayer. Shneemar like it's written in our parasha, in this week parasha, Vayifgab mamakom vayalensham. Now, till now we are talking about prayer. But what means prayer? Oh, to be more precise, what means tefillah? Because in English, prayer, or in French, prière, it means asking something. Prier de... I ask you something. Now, 
What is the tefillah? So we're going to go now into two levels of tefillah. But we will begin with the text of Maimonides, of the Rambam, that is saying the definition of tefillah in the halakha, in the Jewish law. The first definition. So we'll begin with that definition, and from there we will advance. We have here the text in the bottom of the page 128. It's one of the 613 commandments of the Torah to pray to Hashem. What is this commandment? Someone should ask what he needs. Part number one of the prayer is asking from Hashem our need. Part number two of the prayer, Shifro means praise to Hashem, asking his needs. And number three, to thank God. The Rambam here explains how is the tefillah built in Amidah. In the beginning, we praise God how is big. Tagibor, Tachonen. Before Tachonen, the, 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 the first three prayers, they are about praise about Hashem, how is great. Then there is 19 prayer of asking what we need. And then there is three conclusion prayers to thank Him. 13 so, Correct. There is 19 all together. So, three, 13, and three. Correct. Now, as we're going to, to see, in the beginning there was not a text that was fixed in the tefillah. In the beginning, each one was making the tefillah in his own words. And the text that we have today, it was established by Ezra Asofer, Ezra the scribe, when we came out from Babylon to rebuild the second temple. That means from the time that we are praying from Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, there was not a certain text. Each one was praying in his words. What did Ezra Asofer establish the text of the Amidah, the one that we are following today? Because people didn't know the proper way to ask to Hashem. And sometimes we ask what we don't need, and we don't ask what we really need. So we establish a tefillah in which there is, it's a clue, it's a very deep prayer. The words are very precise. Everything that we may need is included in this tefillah. And this we can see it in the continuation of the Rambam, at the page 129. Shalosh Rishonot, the first three part of the Amidah, Shevach Hashem, they are praised. Shalosh Achanot at the end, Odaya, we thank Hashem. Vem Tzayot in the middle, Yesh Ba'em, She'ilat, Kol Advarim, Shem Kemo, Avot Lechol Chefze Ish Ve'ish, with everything we need. And this is like the, the main things that we're asking from Hashem, that everything that we may need is included in this prayer. Now, this is the level of tefillah, what we'll explain today. There is three parts in the tefillah. There is praise, saying our Hashem is great. That's called in Hebrew, shevach. Two, bakashat tzachav, asking from Hashem what we need. This is two. And three, hodaya, thanking. Thank Hashem. There is these three components in the tefillah. Now we will go now in something deeper in each one of these three. And I want to begin with a text that we don't have in front of us, but it's a text from the Kuzari. And that he said like that, why we need to pray three times a day? So we explained Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, but why three times a day? Why not two, why not four, why not five? And he said like this, how many times is a regular person eating something during the day, three times. 
the body, this is the way. We eat something, we can eat something small, it can be, but we need to eat the proper way, morning, middle of the day, and end of the day. Now, can someone say, I ate already yesterday, I ate already this morning, I will eat again? No one is asking this question. <laughs> because uh, we need to eat. The body needs to live. So the soul also needs something. The soul also needs something. The soul needs. So here we're totally now changing the need of the prayer. That we need it. The soul needs this moment of Tzvila. What is the need of the, of the soul? The need of the soul is to get attached to its root. Imagine, think now, how your soul, that we each one have inside of us, is thinking. Our soul comes from Tachat Kiseh Akavod. This is the words that means under the, 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 the seat in the heaven. It's a spiritual expression that means it's coming from a place totally spiritual, only good. And we say to this soul, to your soul, to my soul, we'll send you on a mission in this world. We arrive here, it's a world, not only everything is good. There is a lot of bad. There is a lot of negative things. There is a lot of difficulties. And this soul begins to see what, what, what I'm doing here. Where I'm coming from. And where I'm now. And we may even forget where we're coming from and why we came here. So we need constantly to get connected to our root. And this is not enough to do it once every many days. It needs to be constantly. The same way the body needs it constantly, the soul even more needs it constantly. And even when we get attached to God, and sensually, being in this world, after a few hours, we need again to recreate this, this bound and this, and this connection. This is the deeper meaning of tefillah. This is why in Hebrew, we don't use the word bakasha. Bakasha, asking, it's one of the components of tefillah. But what means tefillah? What is the translation of the word tefillah? Prayer, that we translate tefillah by prayer, it's a wrong translation. Tefillah, it's not prayer. Bakasha, asking is prayer. In the tefillah, there is also what we need from Hashem to ask. But that's not the translation of the word tefillah in Hebrew. Tefillah in Hebrew does, doesn't mean asking. What does tefillah mean? Tefillah in Hebrew means to attach. To bound two things together. Where do we see this word? We have it in the, at the page 129. It's from a Mishnah, Atofele Klicheres. Someone who attached a clay. It's a Mishnah that talks about the different uh, Eastern Seal and Tuma and Tahara. And say that then we uh, attach a part of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a vessel to make it stronger with clay. You are Tofel. You are fixing two things together. Tefillah means it's a moment of spiritual connection between us and Hashem. This is the deeper meaning of tefillah. Now, let's see it out into the three parts of the tefillah. Asking what we need. Thanking Hashem and praising. In the three of them, we are connecting with Hashem. And this is the conclusion of our, uh, of our expose, of our conference. We'll be going each one of these three, understanding how it's for us, for a spiritual purpose. I'll begin with the first one. You know what it means when someone asks something from Hashem what he needs? It's a very deep understanding. He understands that in truth, what he needs doesn't come from him. It comes from Hashem. And we all have in deep this understanding. But when we pray, we're thinking about it. My good health, my parnasa, my blessing, everything I want in my life, 
It's not from my power, from my wisdom, it's from Hashem. So the moment I begin to ask what I need from Hashem, I'm a little bit going down into my ego and thinking and understanding that it's coming from Hashem. So asking from Hashem, it's a moment of connection with Hashem. I will read it in a text here at the page 130. It's a famous book of Hasidut B'nai Sachar. It's uh, one of the, it's a nephew of Rabbi Elimelech of Lizensk, one of the students of the Magid of Mezrich, that he was a student of the Baal Shem Tov. And he's, 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 he's developing his book longly, this idea. And uh, you know, there is many lines of Hasidut. This is a line of Hasidut of Dinov, many, many lines of Hasidut that come from this teacher, the, the Bnei Sachar. And he was like this. When the Baal Shem Tov, the student of the Baal Shem Tov wrote, he gets attached to something higher. And by being attached to something higher, we are becoming a new person. And if there was a decree that Hashem made on that person, on the stage that he was before, I'm not going to change the decision of God, but I can change myself. I'm through the prayer, not the one that I was before. There was a decree on the person before, on the situation in which, in which he stood. But now, after my prayer, I'm standing on the level that there is no more the discrete on me. So the tefillah is not changing God, it's changing us. I'm Hashem that created everything. I pray and I get, get attached centrally to Him. In the Nidabek, I got bound, I got bound, to a higher level. I didn't change Hashem's will. Because from the situation that I'm now, there was not a decree that was made. And now we understand that by asking something from Hashem, we are ourselves elevating ourselves, understanding that everything comes from God. This is one the, of the three parts. It's asking what we need. I'll get directly to the last two. Thanking Hashem. By thanking Hashem, it's even something higher than asking what we need. You know, I'll give you a very short example. An example in life. A little child, a baby. No one needs to tell him that he needs to ask what he needs. <laughs> it's, when he needs, he knows to ask. But to thank, we need to teach him. A child, when he's born, he doesn't know that he needs to say thank you. And we are educating our children, you know, say thank you. Be thankful. What is the difference? Because what we need, we know that we need. It's for us. To thank, it means a very a higher level. We need to go out of our interest and to recognize from where it's coming from. So thanking Hashem, it's even a higher level than asking what we need. And each one needs to ask Hashem. Here we have a, 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 a text. That is saying, each one can read it inside if he wants. There is a prayer that's called Modim Anachnulach in the Tfilah. When we are saying to Hashem, thank you. And in the Amidah, each one is saying Modim. And why is each one saying it? It's called Modim the Rabbanan. Because when you need to thank Akadosh Baruch Hu, it's not nice to send someone else, someone else to thank. He did it for your good. So thank him yourself. So the Shariah, Tzibur, the Chazan in Shus is the one that represents everyone. So everything he's saying in Amidah is saying for everyone. So we all answer Amen and we all agree with what he said. But when it comes to the word Modim, thank you. So we all say ourselves, 
They thank you for Hashem. And that's not only the mudim. Everything we eat, we say a bracha. We say a blessing before we eat. Why are we saying a blessing before we eat? Because we got a profit from this world. So we have to thank Hashem that created that. This idea that we said that the tefillah, that we explain now, it's not only to ask from Hashem what we need, but to change ourselves and that we should recognize Hashem. It's the idea that in truth it's written in the Midrash about all the mitzvot, that why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the mitzvot? To make us better. And I will read this in, in, in the text, on the page 132, it's a text from the Midrash. Imrat Hashem tzchufa maganu lechol achosim bo. Rav Amar, lo nitnu mitzvot. the mitzvot were given, ela letzarev ba'emet abriot, in order to refine to make us more fine, more holy, more spiritual. What is the difference for Hashem if I do this or that? How I kill the animal to eat it. But He wants us to do that because by not that He needs it, but He wants us to get better. So He's asking us to do the mitzvot in our interest. And now I'll go to the last part of the three part of the tefillah is a text from the Rambam. I will say it uh, not in the text. Each one can read it if you want on the page 133. It's one of praise. Praise is the higher point of tefillah where praise is even higher than thanks. Because thanks, you got something, so you thank him. But you thank him still about something that you got. When you praise, it's not about you. You're saying, how Hashem is great. Not about you, about him. So this is the higher level that someone is able to go out a little bit of him. And it's called serving God because of God. It's called in the text of the Rambam to serve Hashem with love, for love. Not because of interest. I'm not doing things because I want something. It's not because I ask something. I'm not doing it for an interest that I need something. But because of Hashem, because I love Him. And in truth, this is the prayer. The moment of the tefillah is the moment of our expression of love to Hashem. So we get attached with Him. And we need it. We need spiritually this moment of the tefillah. To conclude this idea, we can see that in the prayer of Yaakov Avinu, in the beginning of the parasha, we said that he prayed to Hashem when he arrived to the place of the Holy Temple. If you look good in the pasuk, you will find that in the prayer of Yaakov, there is these three parts. There is asking his needs, thanking, and praise. Let's see it in the text. The, at the page 134, it's the text of the parasha of this week. And it's going to be three psukim, three parts of the parasha, that will express these three ideas. And I will ask you after each pasuk, which one of these three it is? <laughs> is it the asking you need, bakasha? Is it thanking, hodaya? Or is it to praise, to HaKadosh Baruch to recognize how great he is? The first one is, Vaikat Yaakov Mishnah, or Yaakov wakes up. It's a holy place, I didn't know. Wow, he said, It's the house of Hashem here. It's the door of heaven. Which one of these three parts is expressed in Yaakov's words? It's a praise. Now, he's not asking and he's not thinking. He's saying, wow, Hashem is great. This is part of our tefillah. The second part, Yaakov is saying, Yaakov is making a promise. will be with me. Will keep me. He will give me lechem lechol. 
bread to eat, ubeged ilbosh, and clothing to wear. So in this pasuk, he's asking, he's asking his needs. So it's part of the tefillah. In the third pasuk, he said like this, Va'even azot asher samti matzeva, iye bet elokim. This stone that is here will be a, a, a sign for Hashem. And from everything that you will give to me, will take one of tens that will give it. It's like the idea of tzedakah. Because by this, so this is the idea of, of thanking Hashem and thank to Hashem, you give to me, thank you, I'll recognize. So according to this uh, understanding, we, we were able to go all over these four things and to understand that there is something very deep in the tefillah, something a lot more than reading a text, but it's a deeper and spiritual connection. I have told.